This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Yeah, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How's it going, Jason? What do you have on tap for us today? Oh, well, it's like, there's kind of like a difficult selection of stuff, you know, what to talk about here, because, you know, like, we're basically crossing over the, like, the bridge from the old year to the new year. It's like, you want to think, like, you know, hey, let's try, you know, like, finish off some old business. Like, you know, what do you want to, like, you know, talk about from the last year that, you know, wrapped up that uh, you want to, like, you know, talk talk about now and, like, like close off the bloody stump and all. So, it's like, I, I may have, like, some, some t- like, like uh, titles to talk about that for like for the uh, first few podcasts of next of this year, but this year it's like well it's like when it came to uh, talking about you know stuff that I wanted to finish up and that I had wanted to talk about well I guess I wanted to resort to Marvel Unlimited because well you know as comics you know get more and more expensive and you know like. And as like your know, Marvel and DC just don't you know, think that hey you know like three ninety nine comics and like you know four ninety nine comics like are like you know the way of the future I think like no 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 it's not and you know especially when you're running stuff like you know like Predator versus Wolverine which is like running like either like you know like like six or seven bucks an issue it's like god damn it that's like insane but you know the subscription services they're offering are actually a discount. Especially if you're willing to read, like, say, oh, I don't know, like, 50-odd-ish, like, 66 issues, like I was, like, for this particular podcast, which, like, you know, more than makes up for the, uh, like, for the uh, like, annual cost of, um, like, Marvel Limited, which, just saying, Jason, what did you read 66 issues of in order to, like, you know, like, do this podcast? Well, not just one series, two series. Why two series? Well, because the one series I was thinking about doing, like focusing on for this for this podcast, turned out to be like you know not quite as good as I was hoping, and that's why you're getting like like a quasi duo podcast about um, two series at Marvel written by um, one Kelly Thompson, who has done lots of good work you know for the for the publisher, particularly in her her it's like you know writing, writing for the X Men and also rehabbing the. Uh, long-standing relationship between um, Rogue and Gambit. Not just, um, like, revitalizing their relationship in her Rogue and Gambit miniseries, but also doing it to the point where, you know, she did a uh, 12-issue uh, series where they were married together called Miss, Mr. and Mrs. X, which I really liked. And, you know, hey, if Marvel wants to do, like, a, uh, you know, Rogue and Gambit by um, Kelly Thompson, like, you know, deluxe edition that collects, like, this original series miniseries, plus, like, the Mr. and Mrs. X, um, 12-issue, 12 12-issue 12 run, then, yeah, you should absolutely go out and buy that. Definitely, um, before her run on Captain Marvel. Because, well, like, her run on Captain Marvel, which is what I was planning on focusing, focusing on for this podcast, well, it's not bad. It's definitely not bad. It's, like, it's, you know, perfectly fine, like, you know, superhero, you know, like action stuff that you know that that was originally like you know set up to, set up to launch in the wake of the uh, Captain Marvel movie for back in 2019. So you know because I liked um I liked Thompson's work both on like you know her Rogue and Gambit stuff and also her her work on stuff like um Heart Heart in the Box with uh, Meredith McLaren which is a fantastic series and fantastic issue miniseries. You should get it either from the original Dark Horse 
um printing reprinting or like the uh, reprint that was done earlier this year it's like but um this but her captain marvel run was you know after reread after reading it and rereading parts of it uh, you know i can't say it was like it was bad or it's just like you know one more one more sign that you know jason that you're getting too old for like reading like you know superhero comics and all because you know it's like it just basically you know had a lot of like you know like severely familiar tropes over its like over its run like like the first first arc basically had um marvel like captain marvel you know like fighting um being sucked into an altered dimension um that was set up by this uh fantastic four villain called machismo it's like and you know he's bad because he's like you know toxic masculinity personified and um like he it's like and he basically just you know like you know like like through like through like through this like you know like like cosmic cosmic bullshit actions like you know basically saw a lot of like all the people on Roosevelt Island sucked into this like his own dimension like to to be his like you know per, personal toys and all it's like and oh it was like you know Captain Marvel has to save them along with um all the other like um superheroes that were sucked in uh, it's like as well it's fine it's all right and it's like and then you get the next arc which basically involves um. Like her, like, like her life being, um, it's like being un, undone after like a negative article comes out saying like, yo, oh, hey, like, you know, like Cat Marvel tried to save me on Roosevelt Island and my life went to hell as a result. And, um, then it's like her having to deal with the fallout from that. And also a new superhero on the block called Star, who is just like, you know, being all, all awesome in front of like, you know, everyone else. It's like, and you think, like, hey, wait a second. A new superhero who's showing up to be like all awesome instead of Captain Marvel. Like, wait a second, maybe she's kind of like an evil like villain as well. Wouldn't you know it? That's how it is, and that's kind of how it is for a lot of the storylines in um like in Thompson's run. Like, you know, we're just dealing with a lot of familiar stuff where you know Captain Marvel like is on the back foot, but then has to like you know get you know like find a way to like you know overcome like you know like the uh the evil villain's plan like as far as far as far as things go sometimes it's played out in a more interesting fashion like in the uh storyline that follows um like the introduction of star where we, like, we get like it's called last of the avengers where like we're introduced to um captain marvel taking out like iron man thor it's like and like you're wondering like, why is she doing this well it turns out like you know she's being pressured by like a another another like um villain from a um from obscure like in humans arc and you know it's like okay like that's kind of cool and since you don't know what's going on initially but then it kind of slowly resolves itself into it's like into something like more more familiar and it's like it just keeps on going going with that you know like then she gets um you know like placed in the role of like of accuser for the Kree empire it's like in the uh in her first story for storyline, which is a tie into the Empire arc, and there's some interesting stuff there, like in that, in that she gets introduced to her the half sister she never knew she had because of her Cree heritage. I'm um, Lori L, who was like you know accused of like you know murdering all these civilians in this like wartime action, but you know Marvel feels like you know no, there's got to be something more going on here. But you know, of course, of course there is. And then um, in the storyline that follows, like well. Like she gets thrown into a into a dystopian future, following up on the Captain Marvel: The End storyline, 
where like you know she sacrificed herself in order to like restart the sun and like let this timeline live on but you know this timeline now like is being host to like you know like people who are just you know suffering and also a of like a scion of um namor and this enchantress who's like saying oh, i've created this like great like this great um future like future for everyone to live in it's like but he's also but no who really he hasn't because you know that's all that's way these things always work there's always like you know some bad bad actor live like leading into these these like you know like dystopian futures that don't work and then oh when um she has to uh like deal with um the, the repercussions of that because ove escapes the ove the uh, he's the scion of um namor and the enchantress who wants to you know hey I, i'm leading a dying timeline why don't I just like go to the modern day timeline and just like you know like establish my my reign there well she well when he does that you know cat like um carol decides to uh oh well i gotta like you know short my defenses of magic so hey I'm strange can you help me out here like the uh the bit where she uh, um like swaps bodies with him in an early arc which is a tie into the war of the realm storyline was fun the bit where she uh like you know accidentally sleeps with him because you know she's having like you know some bits and bad times and just like you know wants to like you know like like just you know like let, let loosen all like that that was interesting but then you know it's like she uh when he when she decides like oh I've got to learn um magic in order to deal with um, Ove and the threat he represents. Well, everyone tells her that nope, 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 this is not going to work. So you're going to have to like you know like find like find your uh, like you know your lease on magic from someone else. Well, it's like you know she has to like you know she's not going to be able to get it from from Doctor Strange. She's not going to be able to get it from from the Scarlet Witch. Oh, but wait, maybe the Enchantress, uh, who is just um, always willing to, you know, troll, like, these upstanding people with mad magic, we think she'll help her out. Just just keep quiet about the fact that, you know, oh, I'm going to, like, you know, like, I need this, your knowledge in order, like, you know, to, uh, like, stop your uh, future son from taking over the world and all, that kind of thing. So that's fine, but at the same time, you know, it and it does lead into, like, a, it, another interesting storyline after that. Um, called the trials, but you know, you're, you're kind of wondering, like, you know, what's going on here? Where Captain Marvel winds up in a, uh, like, in a, in a, in a world where she's like, you know, only has her um physical strength to, to like to rely on. That was kind of interesting because you just don't know what was going on there. Hmm. But um, it also skips over the uh, last of the Marvel storyline, where um, where Vox Supreme comes back to uh. Menace Captain Marvel, as well as every other um like superhero who was um wielded the cap who was born the Captain Marvel name. So that was fine, but and then you get the uh, final arc, which basically involves her Captain Marvel like you know fighting against the Brood along with a bunch of other um X Men as well, because it's also kind of ties into uh another X Men story that was ranked at the same time. But it's forgivable because she also allows um Thompson to um write um Gambit and Rogue um together as a couple again, and so that's that was fine. But you know, I think that's kind of like my main issue with this series because none it's not bad at all, but it's really just you know resolutely fine. It's like it's perfectly competent superhero writing that doesn't you know offer any like you know surprises or irreverence to uh to, to, to tell you that you know hey this is like you know 
like we're having fun here. It's like it kind of feels like you know Thompson was like you know like being like you know observed within like an inch of her life in terms of like you know hey this is what Captain Marvel has to um represent here like you know for for like um for the for this like for this run and it just feels you know really standard. I mean if you've never read a superhero comic before then yeah maybe it's a good introduction to like the tropes and styles that 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 are on offer here but you know as speaking of someone who's read who's read and is very familiar with you know the goings on here this was really like you know very kind of kind of disappointing and really kind of like not not interesting overall i mean like it was it was easy reading, to be honest. I mean, I burned through these fifty issues like, like, surprisingly fast, to be honest. But at the same time, though, it's like, you know, when um someone makes it to like a run of fifty issues or more, like in a Marvel series these days, you kind of get the feeling that you know they're doing something right. That they're doing something who is like, you know, hey, you know, pay attention to what they're doing here because like they uh, it's like you know, they're doing something that, you know that is like attracting like an uh, like an audience outside of like the character's traditional fan base that allows them to like you know to like to run to, like you know like this like a uh like run run to 50 issues really because you know like getting to 50 issues is more is like a lot harder these days on a superhero comic or super, any superhero comic really because you know like people are just like you know hey you know there's better things to do than just you know follow a like a superhero comic that's like you know selling for like you know four or five dollars these days. So on one hand, it's like you know I uh, I mean it's like if you want to read a Captain Marvel comic that's you know perfectly fine, then yeah, go ahead and read this. Go ahead and read Thompson's run because you know I I thought it was fine. I mean I don't think it was bad, but you know the irreverence, the uh, like it's like like interesting like you know surprising plotting that I see in her other series. I uh, I didn't get I didn't get that from this from this really to be honest it's like it's it's fine and like Marvel Marvel is apparently committed to uh, reprinting it in deluxe formats because there's already a uh, omnibus that reprints the first half of her series and apparently they're also doing a the uh, epic edition that does like you know like the first three arcs of her like of her run as well so I mean that's that's cool I mean I, I appreciate the fact that Marvel like committed to like you know making sure this run gets out in as many in front of as many readers as possible. But you know, when um after I read this, I kind of felt that, you know, hey, you know, I, I know Thompson is capable of better stuff. So I decided to go back and check out, you know, one of the runs that I on one of her runs on Mar on a Marvel series that I liked, but I hadn't actually gotten run to finishing. And that was her run on Hawkeye. Now Hawkeye, you know, gained a lot of um, prominence um several years back. After thanks to like a Matt Fraction, David Aha's run, which is like a um, fantastic run that I absolutely recommend to anyone, and it's also a uh, gold standard as far as like you know, hey, if you want your uh, your um like like um series about like a C or D list superhero that can be um appreciated, then yeah, it has to be at least this good, which is why you know I did not follow you know Jeff Lemire or Ron Perez run afterwards because you know it was not nearly as good but um kelly thompson's run after that where she took on um um kate bishop's um solo adventures in in venice california that 
was fun. Basically, it showed, um, showed um, Bishop to be like a uh, a fun, irreverent um, superhero who was just like, you know, like, maybe she wasn't like, you know, like, like you know, perfectly capable at everything she was doing, but she displayed confidence. She displayed, like, you know, a lot of irreverence, like, like in, in just dealing whatever whatever um, threat was thrown her way. It's like, either, um, you know, finding the, uh, finding out what was done to, um, bad, Bad Brad, the guy who she was originally um, tasked with, like find find out what you know what this guy was doing dealing with, or the uh, like um, or like the uh, the cult who had kidnapped the uh, like the girl that she was um asked to find find in the like, initial arc. That um, hey, it's like you know this is like a uh, it's like it's like a guy who's just like you know promising like you know worldliness to a lot of people, and just you know like was just you know secretly like using them to sap 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 Set their strength and use them to power, power up himself, and it was all connected to the fact that you know Kate, that Bishop's um, father was actually like a super super villain as well, and maybe he killed her dad too. Basically, you know, the sixteen issues that like that um that that Thompson wrote were were filled with a lot of like you know like like seriousness in terms of, like you know what happened to uh, Kate's mom, but also just you know like um Kate just you know dealing with a lot of just you know ridiculousness like uh, that threw her way like um her t- t- like when she teamed up with jessica jones to uh find out what happened to this one like one girl who was also who'd basically like you know like acquired like you know dragon changing powers oh or the issue where she uh te- teamed up with um laura laura kinney laura wolverine kinney and um like her like her um like and her partner Gabby um, Honey Badger and their um, Wolverine partner Jonathan, which is a great um, callback to um, Tom Taylor's all new Wolverine Wolverine run, which is a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And then sub- subsequent arcs, which basically had um, Kate having to deal with like her body being stolen by um, by, by her nemesis Madame Mask, and the uh, final arc where she uh, had to deal with Clint again because you know, like you know, Clint is like. He's a he's a guy. It's like he's helpful and all. It's like, but she's kind of like she kind of, kind of views him as like the uh, like um, angsty, uh, not angsty, like the uh, like disreputable old older brother that she kind of doesn't wish doesn't wish she had, but you know still kind of appreciates anyway. But it turns out that you know one of the people that she's um, like um, fighting against like has has it in for Clint after. Um, like after she believes that he got her daughter killed in the events of um Secret Empire, so that it's it, the final arc is like a nice uh, mix of like you know superhero expectations and and irreverence that I really enjoyed, and also I did not realize led into um like uh, Thompson's uh, West Coast Avengers run, which is also a lot of fun. It was only ten issues, but you know now reading like like um recognizing that you know that led into um, that led out of, um, like her Hawkeye run. So it kind of makes me appreciate this more. So it's like, I guess if I'm saying, like, if you want to read one thing from Kelly Thompson, like from this podcast, go read, um, her Hawkeye, Hawkeye work, as well as like her West Coast Avengers stuff. Um, and even though it ran for like half as long as her Captain Marvel work, it's twice as good. I'm I'm not kidding you, really. It's like it, it really is. I go read Hawkeye, go read Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye, go read um her West Coast Avengers, and that's that's good good fun. But 
Captain Marvel, eh, I don't know. It's like, it's it's fine. I guess, you know, the less you know about superhero conventions, the more you'll enjoy that. I, I guess, really. All right, well, hey, you know, I mean, can't every one of them be winners, I suppose? No, but I, I was really hoping that I, yeah, you know, I wouldn't have to like you know talk shit about you know her Captain Marvel run, but you know really go go read like Hawkeye and West Coast Avengers. All right, well there you go. You know what you're gonna be talking about next time. Well, it's like it's well by the time we do the next one, it'll be like well into January, so I think it'll probably be time to do my best of 2023, and I hope that the uh, last things I've ordered, um, from them from 2023 will have arrived in order for me to do that. So there you go. Sounds like a proper plan, so we'll catch you next time on Comma Picks by the Glick. All right, laters.